Welcome to the Get More Success Show. He's a guy who never measured a man's success by the size of his wife. It's showtime. 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 And now, here is your host, Warwick Mary. Welcome back to another episode of the Get More Success Show. I'm your host, Warwick Mary. Hey, now today... Uh, this is a guy I found on Facebook. In fact, he found me on Facebook. Used to have a business in the area, has gone and done some weird and wonderful things, and has an amazing sort of story of success. So I'm thrilled to have on the show today, Avak Badikian. How are you, Avak? I'm great, Worry. Great, mate. Yourself? Yeah, very well. I'm sorry if I've murdered your surname there. Uh, no, that's no, Armenian. You... It's Armenian, isn't it? Yes, yes, it is. And you, you pronounce it really well. Thank you. Oh, that's not, not a problem. <laughs> Not a problem. Uh, yeah, no, it's it's. I just one of the things I love about living in Australia is the 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 mi- different migrants, the different names, and the different sounds. It's, it's I really like it, um, and which is good because my wife's maiden name is Varunakula Surya. So you know you've got to get used to these things. Um, now, Avak, uh, you've done a whole lot of stuff uh, in businesses, and we're going to talk about that coming up shortly. But I, I want to start with the question I start with uh, for all of my guests: is how do you define success? Great question. <laughs> uh, what I believe right now and what, how I feel about that question is, um, for me, it's just internal peace. Um, just to be happy on the inside with what is, with whatever comes my way, whatever's happened in the past, whatever might come in the future, and what I've, what I've got right now in terms of health and family and friends and wealth and all that sort of thing. Uh, just being at peace and being in, if I can sleep well at nights and have a good night's sleep and wake up fresh and alive and grateful, that that's success for me. Fantastic. That's an excellent definition. 20 years ago would have been a different answer. But, <laughs> but that's, this is what happens with success. It changes. So 20 years ago, how would you have defined success? Of course, I had a different focus. It was all about um, uh, achievement and uh, business and money and sort of... Uh, Growing things and, and making things happen, which still I I still have that drive. Yeah. Um, but of course, I wasn't focusing on the fulfilment part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what do you reckon has shifted that that uh, that different focus from you know success being achieve, strive, money, yeah, success, were to <laughs> now, hey, inner peace is what counts. Do you think it's just age and maturity, life experience? What do you reckon's had an impact there? Uh, absolutely, life experience. Uh, uh, my father's death was uh, in nine, 2001, March the 13th. That, that shook me up. Mm. And at, at that point in time, I had two jewellery stores, just about to sign a lease for a third jewellery store. And I had a vision, of course, for, you know, 20 locations across Victoria, et cetera. Yeah. And, um, yeah, that, that, that shook me up and I, my values changed and I lost enthusiasm and I was questioning what's this all about. And so that was a starting point, I guess. And then, uh, so then I pulled it back to one shop. And then my son came along, who's now four, will be fourteen this year. Nicholas, he has uh, autism. His his gift has uh, given me a different perspective on life and what it's all about. Um, being in the moment, being present to the best of my ability. I'm not perfect by any stretch of the imagination, but uh, certainly focusing on the important things of um, just enjoying the moment and. Uh, being okay with what is. Yeah. So that so, was another another defining moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, let me get back to that. I want to just quickly talk about the jewelry factor. So you you trained as jewelry. That was sort of the industry that you, you got into, yeah? 
Yes, yes. Well, my late father was in the jewellery industry. He was a polisher and a plater. Yeah. My brother's a, a gem setter, a diamond setter. Mm-hmm. And uh, then I, I did two years with him first, straight out of high school. Yep. Which I didn't enjoy diamond setting. I found a bit monotonous, so I wanted to get into jewellery making, which then I did a, my five-year apprenticeship with a jeweller in Dandenong. And then uh, straight out of my apprenticeship, opened my jewellery store uh, in Glen Waverley in yep. 90... April 96, mm-hmm. and have been there since. Wow. Well, 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 I'm not there now, but yeah, since that time. Been yeah, doing jewellery, yeah. doing jewellery since. And, and that's really evolved. Like the jewellery market, and you and I have had this discussion previously, the jewellery market has really evolved, hasn't it? Like um, they don't appear, there's still the shopping centre um, diamond chip, I refer to them as diamond chips sort of kind of rings. Um, but there doesn't appear to be as many high-end jewellers as there used to be, is there? Uh, not, not as much, not as much. Uh, a lot of jewellers over the time, including myself, have scaled down and it's uh, it changed our business approach. Mm. Retail has certainly became challenging, mm. and uh, especially in the last, say, five to ten years, and I, I believe that's purely to do with uh, living expenses and... Um, just those factors that affect our spending habits. Yep. And then jewellery does get pushed down the bottom of the list of, yeah, yeah, of, yeah. of importance. Is there, is there a cultural shift also? Because obviously, you know, you know, I see a bit of, you know, there's, there's a couple of elements that might have, must have affected it, being able to shop online, um, but also a cultural shift. Like do the millennials and younger generation, do they care as much about jewellery? They, they care about their engagement and wedding ring. Yeah, there's still there's still always a market for that. Yeah. Uh, however, the extra spend on the anniversary ring and my wife's birthday coming up, or my husband's this, or special occasions, etc., where they'd used to spend, customers would spend, you know, two, three, four, five thousand, ten thousand, even years ago. Yeah. Uh, that that's certainly not happening. Um, so the, um, people people's values have changed for sure. Yeah, 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 and and you know it's particularly in in Australia and in Melbourne where we live, there's that I want to save for a deposit and the houses are getting more more expensive. Exactly. So every bit counts. So what have you done to combat that? Like um, I've been to your jewel, different jewellery locations that you've had. So, and you have some stunning pieces and, and um, if, you're, if you're into jewellery, and I've got to be honest, my wife really is. I'm grateful she doesn't like diamonds, but I'm, I'm also... Uh, she really loves every other stones, and I, I did not realise there's some. Most stones are more expensive than diamonds out there. But um, if they want to see, just you know, quickly while they're listening and have a look at some of the, the stones and stuff, do you have a website where they can have a look at some of the different rings and settings and stuff? No, well, to answer your question, I've uh, I I brought it back to really old school again. Yep. Um, I don't. Have, I used to have a website which I closed that down uh, about three or four years ago, I guess, right. uh, when my focus was on the cafe. Yep. Um, I predominantly, it's still word of mouth yes. and I utilize social media. Uh, yep. So I use my Facebook page to promote and I have quite a few uh, pieces on there of different designs, etc. Right. Um, but I make to order now. So I, my focus is still uh, people have a picture of a ring or that might, I've got, I do have sample rings, of course, in yep. stock that I can show customers of. Uh, rings and so on um so, so you've really shifted away from going hey we do retail blah 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 to we are essentially purpose designed and created unique pieces 
um, for the individual based on either what you want or something else that you may have seen, yeah? Yes, yes. And I still take repairs and remodeling as well. Right. So there's still there's still people who have that need and demand for, you know, things break down, claws break, et cetera. Yeah. Or yeah, they've yeah. got, uh, they do have pieces passed down from their mother or grandmother and they want to remodel into their own engagement ring. Yep. And also I still do valuations and so forth. So there's still and, all those factors, but yeah. Have jewellery designs, you know, they used to be, some of the older designs seemed a bit more flourishy. Have they got a lot simpler? How have the designs changed over the years? Sure, yeah. The, the, the intricate details from 50, 60, 70 years ago, a lot more modern, bold, um, sharper lines, etc. And white gold's become popular as well. Uh, so, d- but designs are endless with jewellery. You can take one design and modify it fifty times. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's uh, there's it's endless designs, and uh, the imagination can run wild. And so, uh, what's your favourite metal to deal with? Is it nineteen carat, eighteen carat, platinum, white gold, twenty two carat? I, I still enjoy working with uh, eighteen carat yellow gold. Yeah, it's just a nice metal to work with. So they've got a nice texture and softness to it. Mm. Um, so I enjoy 18 yellow. Right. What, what stones? What stones do you like to, to set? Uh, I, diamonds are great to set because they're the hardest gem. Yep. But I do, I do love a Salon Sapphire as, a, as my favourite stone. Yeah. Which yeah, is yeah. like this sort of nice rich blue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what do you get the most demand for in terms of stones? Uh, diamonds and sapphires. Right. And did, oh, any just the blue sapphires or other colours ones as well? Well, still the the salon sapphire and the yeah. Australian sapphire, which is a, a some more of a darker sapphire. Right, cool. Okay, well, so you when we first met, you were doing a bit of jewellery and a bit of social media stuff, and you're actually very good at social media. Have you did you do training to get good at social media? <laughs> no, not really. No, I, mean, I guess it starts with your own personality. Yeah, and I've always uh, been a people's person. I love people and engaging, interacting, and so social media was just another vehicle to put my face out there and <laughs> engage with people out there. Yeah. And so I, I find it, it's just a sort of a natural thing for me. Yeah, yeah. And that, and, like, uh, that really comes across like you, the, you will just conversationally talk with people and ask questions. And I think we first met, um, you put a thing saying, hey, there's a group of us who know each other on social media going out for lunch one day. And I think we, we all went to yes. uh, the pub for lunch. And um, yeah, it's like that's not something I usually do, but it was just a very natural. It didn't feel a forced right. Let's network and sell and buy and yeah, it was just a nice exactly. sort of chat. Exactly. And, yes. Exactly. And, and that's what you've continued to do. Yes, I I have a, my skill in that area has really fine tuned with my through my son, yep. and that comes from doing my best to be uh, very accepting of people and uh, non judgmental. Yeah. And that that uh, and being very authentic. And that uh, helps connect with people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People pick up on your vibe, and they they love you for that. So yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. helps. So um, if if you don't mind, um, I'd like to talk a little bit about Nicholas, your son. Sure. Um, so you said he's fourteen, yeah. We'll be fourteen in May. Fourteen in <laughs> May. Um, and so for people. Uh, who don't know much about autism and, you know, the people might have heard, oh, there's a spectrum and there's different this, that and the other. Can you just describe Nicholas? Sure. Well, for a lot of people, maybe if they watch The Rain Man, that's probably what they think autism is only yeah. <laughs> from many years ago. Nicholas is, uh, well, autism is an a interactive um, 
in, interaction social dis, uh, disorder. So it's that inability to connect with people. And, of course, there is a spectrum. So you have mild, moderate to severe. Yeah. Nicholas would be in the moderate to severe range where he's still nonverbal. Mm. He uh, still has lots of times where he's really exclusive and uh, he's to himself in his own world. Yeah. And, uh, of course, he has moments when he has tantrums and meltdowns where things can happen, triggers that can affect his uh, way of dealing with the world. Mm. And um, so but kids, yeah, on the spectrum can have a variety of different issues, but it's that inability to have a typical conversation like you and I right now and yeah. uh, some kids or people with autism have trouble, uh, trouble with eye contact, which is obviously the first point of... Uh, connecting with someone. Um, so it can, it can range in a, a, a wide variety of ways. So, yeah. And so Nicholas, you... Nicholas was certainly a lot more severe when he was three or four, but we've obviously done quite a bit of work and we're still continuing yeah. to help him grow and develop and he's come a long way. He's, what well, I would say, less autistic now, but he's still, it's, he's, you know, he has his traits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how do you communicate with him and how does he communicate with you? Because I would imagine that part of his, you know, you talked about him having tantrums, part of his frustration would be that he may not be able to be understood or whatever he's trying to communicate would be he can't get that across. Sure. Well, we obviously have been working on some uh, communication tools such as iPads uh, and other sort of uh, voice um, communication tools where you press a button that speaks. Mm-hmm. For him, uh, most times physical gestures. Yeah. Some most times we just we go take a good guess. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, that's a skill. Like that would be an innate skill that you starts <laughs> off as a good guess, and all of a sudden you just learn essentially to read his communication. Yeah. Sure, sure. We 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 know his routine and his behaviours, and being his parents, where he's where he's the best experts, so to yeah. speak. Um, yeah. But we there's also times we don't know, and that's. Um, we have to be okay with that as well yeah. because that can lead to frustration on our end and, and judgment and, uh, and making matters worse. So we, we play dumb also. We also play dumb deliberately with him Yes. to challenge him to try and make a gesture or speak or use some way to let us know what he wants or what he's thinking and feeling. Right. There's been many times when he's gotten emotional and cries like anyone would and, you know, he could be, we don't know what he's thinking. Yeah, you could have a crush on a girl. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. you know and, uh, and you know us, men, we're pretty useless at communicating at the best of times. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's a it's been a fascinating journey, and yeah. uh, can continue to be. Yeah, and um, and you've got a daughter as well. How does she get on with Nicholas? Are they are they close? Uh, yes, they're close. They have their own ways of interacting. Yeah, uh, not a great deal, but uh, my daughter's also been a great journey for her she's uh, learned about patience and understanding and dealing with his tantrums and you know interacting with people and we've also led a lot of people into our lives through nicholas because we we homeschooled him for nearly five years quite a few years ago and we still have we recruit volunteers and we let people into our lives to uh, to help give us the support for us mm. with him and that's that's been great for her to see different types of personalities coming in, and uh, yeah, it's been great for her as well. Right. Okay. Um, cool. And, and and I love your perspective in that um, you you will always talk about 
some of the the joy that that Nicholas brings you and also the learning perspectives. I, I suspect that at times there are some huge challenges as with all parents that face with their kids. Um, but um, yeah, no, you've done great things, not only for Nicholas and, and I know for a fact that you've helped other kids uh, and other families where yes. autism is present. So good on you for doing that. Let's talk Thank cafes you. because um, about four years ago, I believe you sort of went, turned your jewelry store into a cafe. Talk, talk to me about that. <laughs> Well, that, that, that point uh, was, you know, I could see the challenges coming with retail was certainly slowing down. We were uh, predominantly, we were still doing uh, repairs and remodeling and um, the odd you know, engagement wedding ring. But selling other pieces was certainly tough, you know. Yeah. And uh, we had a good location in Kingsway, Glen Waverley. And I thought, okay, we've got to make this location better because definitely jewellery's got to make some changes. So I... Came up with uh, just a, we wanted to keep it simple, uh, introduce products that weren't available in, this, in the area and uh, a bit of a point of difference in terms of how we're presenting it. And we just, I just went for it. <laughs> and well, I still kept the jewellery sort of, I still kept sort of half-half. So I had yeah. two, or three, two or three counters we still had stock to try and get rid of. And uh, so that worked, yeah, worked really well. Then we, there's a cafe brew. And we were sort of starting to clear some of our stock. We the cafe took over the jewellery and kind of converted totally to the cafe after about twelve to eighteen months. Yeah, it was interesting to watch. You know, the there was sort of half cafe posters and half jewellery posters, and then slowly but surely the posters for the jewellery would disappear. And I think ultimately there was just one side for Madison's on the <laughs> side of the building um, yes. as it became this this Hugo's Cafe. Yes. And um, uh, it, it's astounding how many that King's Way just has nearly all food shops now, doesn't it? Yeah, it's become a cafe precinct of food, entertainment, cinemas, hotels. And, and it's just like, and there's always huge demand. It's always packed. So um, why have you gone back to jewellery? Well, we uh, were cruising along nicely. We were working, you know, put quite a bit of effort into the cafe, got up and running. We had a buyer come along through a broker that uh, was looking for a location and liked our location and, the, and our business, although he's changed it quite a bit and done different things. But um, I did keep the Hugo's name, so that was part of the sale. But, yeah, the, the offer was worth taking and we decided to have a bit of a break. And uh, I was still doing jewellery anyway, even till yeah. I, sold, I sold the cafe. I still have customers and I still do jewellery work. And uh, as, But... My coming back to jewellery now, I've just recently leased a space in the city. I want to be somewhere sort of centre of Melbourne where I can start sort of promoting, focusing on promoting myself across across Melbourne, you know, all directions. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, I still have word of, you know, still get a lot of referrals and past, past customers. Yep. But I want to just sort of put my attention to uh, being in what we call an upstairs jeweller. Yep. And... Um, that also gives me the chance to work the hours I, I want to work mm-hmm. and uh, focus on family time and my time, me time. And uh, so it's, it's not a, it's not a retail, there's no stock. I, it's pretty much by appointment and, um, and I can work the hours that I want. Yeah. Fantastic. That's, I mean, what an amazing journey that you've had starting off, you know, working for your dad, doing a whole stack of, 
um, different jewelry stuff along the way, then setting up the cafe. You must have felt fantastic uh, when all of a sudden you approached with the, hey, by the way, we have someone with a large bag of money who wants to buy your business. That must have been an amazing feeling. It, it was. It was. It was great. It was an opportunity that comes, uh, well, sometimes not all the time, but it, it came to us and uh, we, we, we took it. We didn't hesitate. Yeah. Um, I remember Kerry Packick saying once, you know, many years ago, you only get one Alan Bond in your life and <laughs> you've got to run with it. So he was our Alan Bond and, yeah, yeah it was worth taking and, yeah, yeah, yeah. it all worked out well. And for our listeners who aren't uh, familiar with Alan Bond and Kerry Packer, uh, Kerry Packer was a large media magnate in Australia who used to run the Channel 9 TV station. He sold it to Alan Bond for an outrageous amount of money and then two years later, Alan Bond wanted to send it back to him, sell it back to him for about 10% of the price, which yes. Bond did. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's fantastic. Hey, Avak, thank you so much for your time today. It's been great hearing some of your story and some of the, the things that you do for your business. If people want to get in touch with you because they want to have a ring reset or they need a new piece of jewellery or they're looking for something just out of the box and having a, a, you know, a, a, a bespoke piece created, what's the best way to get in touch with you? Sure. Well, they can go to our Facebook page, uh, which is Madison Jewellery, M-A-D-I-S-O-N. Um, you can send a message. I've got my phone number on there if they want to give me a call or they can send an email to info at madisonjewellery.com.au and that's the way I'm contactable. And I'm happy to help if there's anyone got any questions or any inquiries. Avag, thank you so much for your time today, mate. Thank you, Warwick. I appreciate the opportunity and it's been great talking to you like always. Great. Thank you. Hey, you've been listening to another episode of the Get More Success Show. We look forward to your company again next time. Thanks for listening to the Get More Success Show with Warwick Merry. Continue the conversation with other successful people over at getmoresuccess.com. That's where you'll find all the show notes as well as a link to our Facebook group that we'd love for you to join. Getmoresuccess.com is also where you'll find all the information you need to connect with me, your host, Warwick Merry. Thanks for listening and until next time, enjoy your success.